And welcome back to Beyond the Void. Or podcast. That's right. It's episode 188. And my name is Alex. And my name is Christina. And we are going to be your guides into the dark, narrow hallways of the fear footage and the fear footage too. Curse of the tape. <laughs> You done? <laughs> no, not at all. Fuck you. <laughs> Are you done having fun? Are you done exciting? <laughs> yeah, I'm not fucking done. I'm just getting started, motherfuckers. <laughs> You're out of she's out. She's not letting me have fun here, guys. Nope, what are you, the fucking fun police? Let's, let's get this going. <laughs> let's get it. Come on, let's go. Look, I'm having a drink here. I've got my one of my favorite drinks. If I drink vodka, I don't like vodka typically, but I will mix vodka, apple pucker, like uh, with the vodka, pr- pretty much equal parts, and then. Um, just mix in like a ginger ale or like a sparkling water, preferably a citrusy flavor if you have it. And voila, you have a nice little voila. drink. If Next I do drink, drink, drink normally, it's whiskey. She got like the, what'd you get? That big bottle of fucking velvet? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I got you the Costco bottle. Black velvet and little Is this how Black velvet in your drink. Is this what it's going to be like this whole episode? Uh, yeah, pretty much. You better buckle the fuck up because I'm going to leave your ass in the fucking dust. Wait, can I just leave? <laughs> I'll just leave right now. No, no, no. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but anyway, guys, so we got a big episode today. We're going to be talking about two found footage films that are independent, actually, and some of you might not have heard of it. But it's not my first time seeing the first one. It's my second time. And then uh, because of watching the first one, I wanted to see the second and went out and bought the two. So they got here, what, last week, yes, I guess? Yeah, something like that. And we decided to watch them, so I'm hoping that you guys will find some interest in these films and join us into devilry from beyond. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just being silly Okay, now. I'm going to just start marking <laughs> how many times you're going to do that. It's number three. Three. E, no. e, 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 e. And now, right. <laughs> now it's four. All right. Well, suck a dick. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we're going to have a good episode for you guys this week. How are you, Christina? How are things going with you? I'm fine. How are you? Yeah, but what have you been doing? Anything cool? Is there anything happening in our house that we live in together? And <laughs> no. it seems weird, like you're telling you tell me what you've been doing, but there's things that you think about that I don't know. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, what's going on in our mind? <laughs> you don't want to know. And I'm yeah. not going to tell you. She's like, I know where you sleep. 
<laughs> but anyways, yeah. So I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horse shots. All right, so, of course, we did two movies from the same franchise, but we decided to pick the first movie, because why not? It deals with a specific character in the movie named Leo Cole. He is an officer in Dark Bluff, Maryland. Sounds spooky. Ooh. <laughs> That's like a ghost police, I think. Ghost <laughs> it kind of sounded like it. It sounded like it. I don't know what I was doing when I did it, but anyway... Uh, <laughs> So this drink is going to be dedicated to the fear footage, and it is called a dark bluff. So what is in a dark bluff, you might ask? Well, some of the ingredients I actually have in my drink right here, but we actually made shots for it separately. So now this is kind of close to one of our other drinks, but just get off my back. All right. We've been making how many episodes have we had? 188 plus all those extra episodes. So right. over 200. We're running out of ideas. We're running out of different types of alcohol, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> But what we did is we put three parts of three different ingredients. That is one part Jägermeister, one part apple pucker and one part fireball. <laughs> so welcome to being a juvenile again. This is what we would drink before we were able to legally. <laughs> but this is a dark bluff. So we're going to try it it's right now dark. and see how it tastes. I'm wait, sure it's not going to be great. Wait, we have to say before we take the shot, we have to say we can't leave. This is dark bluff police. Open up. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Oh, all okay. right. No. Tastes oh, fine to me. God. Here, you can have the rest of mine. Here, give it to me. Oh. Yeah. Well. Welcome to hell. Ugh. We can't leave. <laughs> That's good. I enjoy it, but, you know, you have a lighter palate when it comes to these mm -hmm. things. So, if you would like to try a dark bluff based on the movie The Fear Footage, all you have to do is go to longlidthevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys, so now we're going to jump into our flesh and potatoes. Oh, my God. Of The Fear Footage and... The Fear Footage 2. Curse of the Day. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, so we're going to jump into the first movie. Obviously, you know, uh, Christina has some of the information because a lot some. of this movie is shrouded in mystery. Very mysterious. Yes. <laughs> so, Christina, why don't you go ahead and kick it off? Uh, Fear Footage was released in 2018. Right. On April 19th, 2016, Deputy Leo Cole vanished. The next morning, his body camera was found. Taglines for this movie. There's two. One is expect nightmares. The other one is get your sleep while you still can. Wow. <laughs> you need an echo effect for that. Yeah. Well, Sorry, I was just trying. It just you wasn't effect. It wasn't you effective, Christina. Fine. Fine. I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to try to have fun. Um, <laughs> okay. This was directed by Ricky Umberger. Mm -hmm. um, he also did the fear footage too, Curse of the Tape. <laughs> 
And that's pretty much all I could find. What, could you find anybody else's names related to this movie? No. No, and it's done intentionally, actually. I did, did a little digging on that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it, you know, it's part of the mystique and the fun of the whole uh, movie experience of the fear footage. But I did find out how much it was. Oh, how much? I have to give a shout out to the podcast called The Outsiders of Horror, who did an interview with Ricky Umberger. So I want to give a big shout out to them. If you guys are interested, please check out their podcast. We always support other podcasts on this podcast because we're a podcast of podcasts and we like podcasts, podcasts. <laughs> they were talking to him and he actually said the first movie was made on just under a thousand dollars. If you include the main cost of everything, which was submitting it to festivals, because a lot of people don't know when you submit these, you have to pay a fee. Yeah, to get in. Yeah. And he submitted them supposedly, I think, to 25 of them. Mm -hmm. So that was the biggest cost. Makes sense. Of them all. All right. So <laughs> you guys are going to just have to fucking deal with it. <laughs> Uh, but I got best feature film in like three of those. Oh, that's good. And I got a lot of support. Makes so, sense. Christina. Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. What the fuck is this? <laughs> anyway, what are your thoughts on this oh, movie, me. Christina? This is your first time seeing it. I was the reason for it. What was your experience like? Tell us all well, about when it. When we got the DVDs in the mail, it was really cool because they came in this packaging and it had like a missing flyer. And it, of course, I was getting like a Blair Witch vibe of course because mm -hmm. it's a found footage movie i did after watching it and taking the whole thing in i thought it was okay i enjoyed it it was creepy it had good effects um the individual stories were okay mm -hmm. um some I, better than others you're saying uh yeah yeah it was, i don't think it's, I, it's necessarily about the complexity of them all it's more just about the experience right and it was, I liked the tie-in with the police officer and how it it came all involved. The intercut the footage. Yeah. Yeah, because this guy's just for your heads, heads up for you, because it's an anthology technically, even though it wasn't intended to be, it was just like, there's a story on that and I'll get to that in the trivia, but it's an anthology and a lot of anthologies choose to have this intercut story so that it's like you're watching little bits of the story as, as each segment presents itself all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought there were there were a bunch of jump scares, but they were done well. Mm -hmm. so, but I mean, there was a lot. Um, a clown coming up the stairs, a cult members coming out of the darkness, and creepy little girls calling out to their dad. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the in-between parts with the cough were my favorite. I already said that. Um, but there were parts that I thought were anticlimactic. The there was a part where the cop started reading the diary, mm -hmm. and that was just a little bit. Yes, we're figuring out what's going on, why this is happening. But I got kind of lost in that because we actually had to pause it and read right what yeah. was going on. Sure, but. It really didn't start to take off until the cop tries to leave the house. That's when shit started really going down. That's what you really like. Yeah, and that's, I really, really like that. But I feel the movie makes more sense in when we watched for footage too. So I yeah. really don't think. Well, it's you an obvious, enjoy... it's an obvious evolution. Right. Because he was conscious enough to realize that maybe you people did like that little background story and then elaborates it on in yeah, part it two. May, it may but we don't want to get too far oh yeah. no not i'm just saying i enjoyed it more when we watched the second one so i gave it a six out of ten okay and what did you six think? out of ten i thought it would be higher than that honestly 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was good. Okay. I like it. Six out. Of, I thought it was a six out of ten. Why? What? What did you think? Well, I'm the reason that you saw it, so obviously I enjoy it. <laughs> I'll just spoil it. Spoiler, spoiler alert. I like it. I'm not like over the moon about it, but I just see so much potential and I love these kind of little stories and things like that. And, you know, first of all, like some anthologies really hit, some don't. This wasn't, you know, like the best anthology I've ever seen. But for most anthologies, whatever they did with this, I think they did a really good job. I love the idea that this Leo Cole officer is investigating a residence that apparently just appeared out of nowhere. When he investigates, he watches these segments on this VHS tape while searching the house, which is kind of, you know, you know, uh, reality breaking in some regard, but it's still fun, really, like, in my opinion, and long before I saw a quote, because there is a quote on, like, the website or whatever, uh-huh. I've always felt when I saw this a year ago, because I saw this movie, I think about a year ago, it was on Amazon Prime for a short while, uh-huh. on their free service, you know, part of the subscription or whatever, Right. and I watched it on there, and I was like... I feel like it's like kind of like taking a ride in a spook house, you know, like you go to the fair, you ride on this this ride and you you get these things that jump out at you all the time. So it's like a virtual home theater spook house. Right. And it's like a really, haunted house. Yeah. Like I really like that. And it is like a haunted house, too, like where you feel like you're the person watching this thing unfold, which is why I like found footage and some people don't. Some people don't like found footage for a myriad of different reasons. Some call it cheap. I call it inventive. I find it a little bit more intense sometimes than regular film, like regular movies. Like sometimes if you can sit down and like think out these shots and stuff and not that found footage films don't do that because a lot of them have to think a lot, especially when you get really inventive with found footage, like you really have to plan it out and redo things in the exact way so that it all lines up. But it was because of my first time experience that I decided to finally take the plunge and purchase not only the first movie, but the second movie too. And uh, picked them up just recently. And to put it into perspective for you guys, this is like a very indie production. Like, we're talking like shoestring budget. Like, legit. Like, this is made by somebody with just a little bit of money. We just talked about it. Like, less than $1,000. They probably spent less than $300 just to make this film. And that's really good. They did a good job for... Right. Like, that's, that is, that. like, super inspiring to me. Like, I am a creative person. I enjoy creativity. And I can see the, that, that this has a level of quality to it that most don't. Mm-hmm. That most people with $300 wouldn't know how to use $300 that way. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, right. I, I don't know if it's exactly $300, but somewhere between that. Because you figure if it costs money to go to all these festivals. Right. You know, something like that. But anyway... There is a few logic breaking things that happen in the film and it doesn't kind of it kind of breaks reality. You have to kind of suspend your disbelief a little bit just so that you can just go on this spook house adventure. But I think that if if the biggest problem for for you with this film is that it's not real enough, I think you might be kind of missing that spook house ride adventure, which is we all know that it's not real. Uh-huh. Let's just have fun and get jump scared or whatever, you know, like you, I just, I think it's okay, but normally it's weird because most of the time I have to, I don't like suspending my disbelief when it comes to found footage. And this movie made me reevaluate how I look at found footage films a little bit because I did get into it. So I had to look at it from a different angle than I normally put on other found footage films. If you are not a found footage fan, maybe this might be a little hard for you to swallow, but I find it 
super creative. There are loud jump scares. So for those of you who have aneurysms over jump scares, you might get mad at some of them. But personally, it didn't bother me or rather it, it did get me. <laughs> there was there was a few there. <laughs> I was like, hey, no, not so and, then, and then you were asking me, it was like, don't don't you. Don't you get scared? Like, doesn't it startle you? And I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, but she got but scared there, in a. And there was a couple I did. Yeah, I was gonna say. I have a delayed reaction. I so definitely, it definitely jump scared me quite a few times. But again, we're talking about a haunted house, home adventure, spook house ride. You know, just go with it. You know, enjoy the ride. Just enjoy it. It doesn't have to be this complex thing or whatever. Just enjoy it. That's the way I took into it. Because like immediately, I'll be honest. My first reaction when I first saw it, when the when the kid and the mom and the acting and the clown and the thing, the segment there, mm-hmm. which I won't spoil. Um, it did, I was like, Ooh, the acting's kind of bad, you know, like this is, this is not too good. Well, you just but then I, feel it. I, but then I let go because things, mm-hmm. the way things were unfolding was interesting enough to keep me right invested in what was going on and kind of let go of that side of me. Right. The segments that they have in this, too, are, are kind of simple. And some of the acting, as I mentioned, isn't exactly perfect. But really, that's just part of the backdrop to me for this film, mm-hmm. uh, is that it's just there to do some pretty clever things in the film to make you think about, you know, what is going on and all this dark shit that's kind of like, you know, swinging for the fences in ideas, mm-hmm. especially when you think about how much money the budget was and like how they were able to build this story Even if it doesn't like, you know, like I said, it is logic breaking, but the story is still interesting enough that I'm I'm willing to let go of that. Right. Um, They do some pretty, pretty cool stuff in this. I thought there was some pretty cool scare the piss out of you moments that really just uh, literally jumped me. And like I got like, you know, that white feeling you get where it feels like you're like about to pass out and you're like here ringing in your ears kind of thing. You know, (laughs) like you got goosebumps and shit all over you. (laughs) But I really enjoy this movie and I think it's pretty cleverly done. Somewhat flawed movie. You know, obviously it's not perfect. It's got some. Yeah, it's got some pretty creepy looking creatures in it, too, that I like. It does have a heavy laden score that like pulsates in the background, what I think was a really smart move uh, to add to this film when he's searching room to room as a police officer and all this other stuff like this humming. Mm -hmm. Really unnerving. Perfect thing to add to this film. Um. I think if you were to simplify this into lesser words for people that are just trying to make obvious comparisons, you could say Blair Witch, VHS, of course, course. you know, um, which I found out he is did not do the VHS thing intentionally. It was just kind of one of those things that he was just trying to make do with the stuff that he had. He had. Yeah, that makes it makes sense. Right. I don't give a shit if it borrowed anyway. You know what I mean? Because I enjoyed it. So there's something really charming about this creepy, creative, shocking little indie gem to me. And enough that it made me want to go out and buy both the Blu-rays, you know. Mm -hmm. So if you are slightly into found footage, I think you should give it a chance. Yeah, And I'd I'd give this film probably a seven on the indie score Uh uh, for for what they did on the budget they had and the stories they created. I think it was really good. Yeah. So totally. if you're into found footage, check it out. I think it really carries the spirit of just letting loose and shooting for the fence, big on ideas, low on budget, you know, a lot of heart. And I and right. I and you can tell that these people actually wanted to see things that you couldn't see before, which also carries the spirit of shot on video to me in some regards too. Mm-hmm. But does it well. 
Right. So and and I, and some of the trivia we're going to tell you about, guys, you're going to want to stick around for that, because for those of you inspired by making films and stuff like this, I think this is a good example. So. Oh, well, tell me, tell me. Well, we do have some trivia here, so I'll get into that. But if you guys want to check out this film, unfortunately, it is not on Amazon Prime right now. You can still look it up on Prime and rent it for five bucks, I think, each. Or you can go to the fearfootage.com and actually pick up a copy for yourself, which if you rent the first one and you enjoy that, I think it's safe to say. Yeah, totally. You'll probably want yeah. both of them anyway. So if you want to at least rent the first one and then buy the the two just to have, because I feel like this is like one of those franchises that uh, you should pick up before you can't. Right. It's, it's one of those things yeah. for me. But we are going to jump into some of our spoilers and trivia on this movie. So if you do not want anything spoiled for you, I would highly recommend you go down to the timestamps down below. Check out our spoiler free review on part two, Curse of the Tape. And then, uh, yeah, come back after you watch it, because I think you should just watch it and experience it. Although, you know, spoiling it. The second movie is probably more spoilerific than this one, because really, this is just about the ride. But either way, here's your warning. There really isn't a lot of information, as I mentioned, on this whole thing. Like I also mentioned we went to listen. I personally went to listen to the Outsiders of Horror on the movie by the director himself. So if you guys want to check that out, a lot of this I am pulling from there. Big shout out to you guys. As you mentioned, the 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 Blu-ray copies that we got came with like all this like extra stuff. Like it came in an evidence bag. We had a missing poster, a letter written written about like the tape or whatever. But it came with like a letter. It came in an evidence bag. These are like printed discs like from home, but they got like a blood you know stain on, on it, it, which is just cool. Yeah, it's it's a nice little. It's it kind thing. of it's it's like it's like making uh the the movie experience a physical experience and i think um that's pretty cool and he talks about that a little bit he's like you know in order to stand out in all the movies and everything that's ever made ever right considering especially with youtube and shit like that now right. like everything gets lost in the mix there's too many people to do you got to do stuff that really stands out and that's why he individually prints everything and does everything for each one of those discs that's cool so his hand, his print, everything, like, start to finish, he includes in there. And I think that's awesome. But Ricky Umberger, who a lot of people don't know who he is. I've heard he's in the movie. I suspect he's in the movie. And I think I know which one he is in the movie. And I hope he doesn't get mad at me for saying which one. I'm pretty sure he is in the movie. But if you've seen the movie, the third segment is about the guy who hears shit in the woods. And I am fairly certain that guy is Ricky. Oh, the bald. Was he bald? Yeah. We, uh, shaved head, whatever. Goatee, I forget. Yeah. He was the guy that has the daughter named Sarah and he goes out into the oh, woods and finds okay. the pastor and all that other shit. Uh-huh. Pretty sure that's him because when I heard his voice on the podcast, I was like, yeah, that's got to be him. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky, the director and creator, had uh, a couple of shorts he just made, right? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I think pretty sure he made those other shorts as well. So this is like entirely him. And he said this just sort of fell together. He was like, well, I had these two shorts and I figured, well, why don't I just finish it? I'm almost there to a fi like a feature film. Why don't I just do like an anthology or something like that and uh, put all these shorts in there and uh, make this little film? He just wanted to make some horror stuff. He wanted to make a horror film. He wasn't trying to be anybody. He just said, I want to make a horror film. Mm -hmm. I did find, you know, I was like reading through some of the reviews on this because I always do for any movie I watch. Usually gets me pretty triggered when I like a movie. <laughs> 
and I see somebody oh, say yeah. the, the the fucking age old garbage trash <laughs> fucking trash like Jesus dude like, calm down like I have seen way too many movies for you to be calling this trash right you know what I mean like you clearly need to check out there and see what's out there um but yeah, he was saying that, you know, he didn't really understand some of the, 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 the hatred on that, which I do think it is a little self-righteous to, to, to act that crazy and mad about stuff. Something I don't understand about that is, like you said, a lot of people don't like found footage movies. Right. So you already get the shit you... into the stick when yeah, it comes with that. A lot of people do that. And it's right. like, what? Like, you don't even like this type of people movie. People get Why mad are you at watching me it? just for liking found footage. It's really weird. It is weird. <laughs> but, oh. Like it's they, really they it's, I think what it is, it's kind of like, like when I got in that argument with a guy who I used to be friends with right. and he got mad at me because I told him like, and, and just for you guys who are found footage fans out there, I'm not trying to pick on anybody. I'm not trying to make fun of this guy or whatever. I'm not trying to open a sore. Okay. Uh, but what I am saying is when I watched the Blair Witch, the first thing I thought of is that they were trapped in the forest right. and that they could never leave. Right. And that was because of the Blair Witch. And some people were like, why didn't you use a compass to get out of the Blair Witch? I don't understand. You could have followed a creek. I'm like, they were in hell. They were in hell. And you they fucking were... idiot. <laughs> and they were following. Sorry, I'm not. Anyway. You're not really an idiot if you think the otherwise. I just think very lovely of you. Just <laughs> <laughs> no, but I so it bothered me. It bothered me so much because. <laughs> Because control. I was like, how can anybody not understand that about the Blair Witch? Like, I don't I don't get it. Like, right. how? So I wrote Edward Sanchez about it. Eduardo Sanchez. Right. And I was like, dude, and like perfect timing. It came out and I posted it in a group and shit and it caused a bunch of problems. <laughs> I was like, so looks like the Blair Witch. Uh, he because he was like, yes, once they crossed the Stickman Forest, they were already trapped in her hell. And I was like, see, I knew it, you know, like, it's yeah. very obvious. Like, yeah. did I even really need to ask him? But I'm glad he wrote me back. Right. So I shared <laughs> it going like, hey, here's the person who created it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And people, but people get mad about, I think, what I was trying to get at, and I got sidetracked, is that I think some people don't like to be tricked. Right. They Even if it's outright in front of them and they're like, hey, this is a real thing, buddy, just so you can have a really good ride, you know, like they don't like that, that mystique, that 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 little thing that like kind of puts you in the spirit of things. Right. And they, they take it as though you're trying to call them stupid. Right. And I think that's what found footage is for some people. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so I feel like the people that hate found footage and I'm could be wrong, but this is just my theory, guys. Go with me here on it. Let me fucking you can beat the shit out of me and drag me out in public or whatever you want later. But I really feel like that is like a thing. Like, right. I think people just don't they don't like to connect with that in particular. Right. And it's nothing against anybody. Everybody has their own thing that they like or dislike. Totally fine. You but like chocolate. You I like but vanilla. If you don't like something. Just chill out. Just yes. That's all I'm trying right. to say. No, but anyway, I don't want to harp on that shit anyway, because this is a positive experience. I enjoyed this movie. So I just wanted to mention it because like I always feel like it's like this thing is an indie film, so it's of course gonna get picked on. Two, it's a it's a found footage film, so doubly fuck you. You know right. what I mean? But the the self-righteousness, I think of like, oh wow, man, like look what they did for three hundred dollars, man. Like right. I would go out there, that makes me want to go out there and make a fucking movie. 
movie. Hell, right. I want to help uh, him write the third fucking trilogy script. <laughs> I got some ideas, Riggy. Hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, sorry, I get emotional there. Huh? Like, <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. You went on a little tangent. Well, I'm drunk, too, so that's probably. Oh, that helps. Yeah, that's why. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. I'll just close this. All right. Can you, can you drive me to AA? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Pray for us. Uh, yes. We were doing trivia. <laughs> yeah, he said uh, that in this movie, he couldn't pay really anybody because it was like, everybody was just doing it to do it. Oh, that's nice. Pizza and beer. <laughs> right. Pizza and beer. Pretty much, yeah. Like favors, f- f- you know, just wanted to create something. In fact, a lot of the people that were in the movie and the reason that their names aren't in IMDb is because no one gave a shit. They just wanted to create the mis- mystique. Right. You know, oh, maybe it is real. Even though I don't believe believe it is real, but he also doesn't even consider himself a director or a filmmaker. He's just somebody that said, I wanted to go do it. Oh, that's cool. I really like that. Yeah. That is really, uh, I don't know, just cool. Yeah. It's just for the spirit of it. Like I said, I keep saying that. It's like a thing. Um, But the Creatures and Mask, which was a big one that I wanted to know about. Yeah. Yeah. And the podcast did talk about that. And he they were asking him where he made it. I wanted to dig in more. Like, I was curious about it. Um, but I guess he hired somebody to make some of those masks uh, for the first one and the second one. And he was like, he kind of gave like specifics. And he was like, yeah, we could do this. And he added a wig here and there on his own. But it was just like the face part. The You know, what? The, it was really good. I liked it, the, too. I, I really did, too. It was freaky. Right. I mean, when you think about the budget on it and everything like that, mm-hmm. like it works really well. And the movements, like apparently, you know who did the, the creatures and shit in the first one? Who? His wife. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, nice. She did everything. Wow. She did good. Yeah. And he was the cop, you know, searching each room, reading mm-hmm. each page, like doing the, the book and stuff like that. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Like, you know, he didn't want to put her through it again oh, for the second one, I guess. <laughs> so he got other people. But um, and they did the 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 Dark Bluff House, the 11268. Uh-huh. Is that what it is? Or 11628. Yeah. Shit, now I can't remember. That is his grandmother's house. I kind of fucking figured <laughs> I because know. it looked like a grandma's house. It looks like, like totally. an e- East Coast house, yeah, too. Yeah, totally. Like a very East Coast house, because I'm from Maryland, and like I've seen houses like that where they have like the yeah. split level, you know? Yeah, and I don't even think just the stuff in the house, like you can't even stage it like that. Like you can right. tell it yeah, was that's somebody's like, house. That has been lived in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, I just thought that was kind of interesting. So, but that's that's pretty much it. That's pretty much all the uh, information I got on the trivia and stuff like that. So, we do have some of our scenes, and we kind of talk about just kind of some of our favorite stuff and, and the way we're gonna break this down. Oh, also, I forgot to mention that Dark Bluff, Maryland, does not exist. Oh, I kind of figured. Um, I double checked it just just beforehand, <laughs> uh-huh. and when I typed in Dark Bluff, the only thing that popped up was fucking the fear footage. So, oh, okay. It's well, just that's pr- good. It's yeah, good. well, it's just using a name so you don't have to legally ask another state or city or whatever to you know, uh-huh. to to like do that, but. It'd almost be cool if it was like it really did exist, but then then it would be like the whole Blair Witch with uh, where I lived, right? And I wonder if part of the reason that he made this in Dark Bluff, Maryland, is a kind of like a nod to Blair Witch to say because that was made in Maryland as well, right? Yeah. Actually, it was shot in like Rockville, I think. And Maryland's not that woods. big, right? You live there. I it have is. No idea. I mean, it's big enough. It's not huge. No, it's not Arizona, but. Uh-huh. You know, there's a lot of population there. It's just, oh. you know. Well, there's... yeah, I meant the land-wise. 
it's not that big. No, no, yeah, it's not okay. very big. Um, I think they shot it in like, I think it was Rockville. I can't remember. I lived in between where they shot it. Oh, I lived okay. 20 minutes from Burkittsville, Maryland, and I lived 20 minutes from where they actually shot it. Oh, that's So I cool. lived like right in between. And when the movie Blair Witch came out, I was like. Right. Right in the middle, yeah. Yeah, and, like, the newspapers are, like, trying to spoil it for everybody. There's no such thing, you know, like. And I was like, I'm not I'm not reading anything. Fuck that. I, I saw the documentary, you fuckers. But, yeah, I don't think it was. There is no Dark Bluff, Maryland. And, uh, of course, the movie opens up with Leo Cole talking to his wife on the phone or oh, whatever. Okay. And she's he's going to go on the last call of the night to report on a house that supposedly you hear the voice of a guy talking to the dispatch or to to nine one one. Uh huh. He's like, "There's a house that wasn't supposed to be there, and it wasn't there. It hasn't been there for sixty years or whatever." But I went to walk my dog, and it was just there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but he goes there to. Check it out. I guess it was like burned down or ter- torn down or something. Yeah. They tore it down after the murder. I think it's pretty cool that it like reappeared again. I think that's a kind of a nice little touch. Yeah. What adds to the like mystique of this whole thing. Right. It's a nice, it's a nice uh, creative element. I right. Think. I um, think so too. Um, but some girl apparently murdered her family in there for whatever reason. It just kind of reminded me of a little bit like Channel Zero. Yeah, me too. I was Season say two, that. Yeah. you know what I'm talking about? With the house, with the house that appeared, right. and then you the, go the, the dead yeah. at No End Street or yeah, whatever it was no called. End Street, yeah. yeah, just kind of reminded me of like it appearing and not appearing, and like I thought that was cool. Right. And uh, let's see, there was the the first segment was the birthday party, right? That was was called right with the kid and the mom. Right, and this is where I was like, ooh, this is a little rough. Yeah, at um, first, yeah, because like you see like fake rain. Like, he, like they digitized the rain and shit. Uh-huh. And I was like, ah, oh, no. But, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? And you he wanted, wanted it spooky. And yeah, that. he wanted it to be raining. And I agree. Like, right. I think it would it made it better. Like, yeah, it did. Especially with the when the clown and the kid was like, there's a clown outside. I'm not scared of clowns, but this one was pretty creepy. Yeah, it was a creepy clown. <laughs> it's it a creepy clown. Because the kid goes to the window. He sees the clown waving outside. And somehow it gets inside. And then one of the jump scares that really got me in this one is when there was a couple because like he runs into his mom turning left. Uh huh. That one got me. Uh huh. Uh, but he sees the hands coming out the side of the door. Right. And I thought that, that was, was really cool. It's like they like kind of slowly. Yeah. You barely are like, are those hands? Those right. are hands. I think that was his apartment. Uh huh. Or house. I don't know. Either way, you see his hands do. And then he turns and the clown's right there. Uh-huh. Isn't that what happened? Yeah, they did really good effects with the, the clown creeping up in yeah. the house. The balloon like, moving around. out of the way, and there he was. Yeah. Like, that was really... It was really cool. That was really good. It you know, was that clever. was like a, like, a, like either just a luck, luck that they made that happen so perfectly with the balloon or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because like... Yeah, and the background noise in that segment was really good. It was creepy. Well, and he was talking about how in the movie he would wear like this harness on his chest. Mm-hmm. as the officer mm-hmm. so that it would look like body, body cam, cam footage mm-hmm. and that's how he did some of the shots and stuff so because oh, he okay. used only an apple ice phone or iphone 7 oh okay to film everything that's cool so that i thought that was really cool so yeah if you guys are looking to make a movie you can do it with your cell phone don't don't let it stop you <laughs> that i mean but that really scared me though like when he turned like he's like oh god and he runs and it's like his mom 
or something. Wasn't oh it? yeah, yeah, that's right. He, he, he thought it was the clown coming <laughs> after him, and then all of a sudden there was a door slam, and then it was the mom. Right, and it was like it's like why? Like, what is your problem? It is really loud, which is really effective. <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, oh, <laughs> he was. I really was, and I don't really get scared, but that like startled me. You know what I mean? Um. This does have good atmosphere in it, and the score is like that grinding bass that kind of gnaws at you a little bit. So, and then we go back to the cop, which is Leo Cole, uh-huh. and he's like searching the house some more. He's going through the rooms, and he finds Megan's room sign, the diary. Yeah, and then he goes into the room, and he finds the diary. Right, and then he. What did you think about that scene where they were? He's flipping through the pages, and you, as the viewer, had to read it. Yeah, I felt like it needed to be narrated. You know what? He talks or, about that. And I agree oh, really? with him on this because he was like, if I read it, why would a cop read it out loud? Yeah, no, that's true. Why would anybody by themselves, first of all, go in a house and read diaries? Okay, <laughs> let me. Okay. But in the same regard, why would he read it out loud? I kind of like that he didn't actually. All of the, the cop footage, I told you, it reminded me of a video game. Right. Well, it's because it's going through. So the point of view, yeah. First. So maybe that's what I'm. I'm thinking of. Well, you know, you find a book in a video game, and then you know it reads it to you. Right. <laughs> that's probably why I was like. Well, it is. It's kind of like hardcore Henry. Yeah. 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 It's, it's yeah, first for, perspective. Well, I'm just saying the cops walking around looking for things right. like in a video game, and when you go to something, you click oh. it, you, you understand now. Right. Yeah, so when he, oh, I found a diary. I'm solving and, the mystery. Yeah. 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 I guess you're right, yeah, because I do play a lot of horror games on stream and stuff. Right. You find out that, like, this girl had found this tape, and she watched it, and it started making her hear voices, and then she came to the conclusion <laughs> that her family should die, so she killed them each individually, and then put their bodies in the closets of the, each of their rooms. <laughs> and then the cop's like, shit, I watched the tape, so what yeah. should I do? I should go back and watch another, <laughs> yeah, another I mean, movie on the tape. What else do you do <laughs> while you're chilling in a house that's not yours, and you're searching around to make sure everything's alright? You watch Fucking watch another horror tape. shapes, yeah. <laughs> and the next story, but that, to be honest, like just we're making jokes. It really doesn't matter. It's just, oh no, it's just no. Fun. I'm just yeah. That's all yeah. I'm. Saying. I'm just. I'm just. You're a real bitch. Fun of. I know. <laughs> that's why I'm here. But the next story was called Storm Stalkers. Yeah. And what I liked about this one is they used a camera on the ear and they made it like, oh look. Yeah, it was inventive. Uh, yeah, yeah, it really was. I liked it. Yeah, like they, it's like, like it's, you could obviously tell it was like handmade kind of silliness. Like they took a little lens and like put a fake camera tip on the, yeah. Yeah, but it's really cool. It was still cool and it it made a difference in terms of like the clown one was just, uh, the kid had a camera. Well, it is kind of like at least they tried because like, a lot of these found footage movies, it's like, why are they filming? You know, when you just put it on your ear and kind of forget about it, you found a new way yeah. to kind of excuse that 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 logic breaking right. kind of thing. Because like, why are they always like, I'm sorry, but like in, in those found footage movies where they have the camera, you know, and they're like pointing it at everything that they see. Yeah. Most times when people are shooting footage and something scares them, they're not even pointing at it. Right. (laughs) They're just like, kind of like, oh, shit, I'm not even thinking about what's in my hand anymore. Right. So it's perfect. It's perfect. It was good. But yeah, those three guys, they have a show about chasing storms on YouTube, I assume. Um, Although they they didn't say YouTube, did they? 
Well, you just, well, of course it's YouTube. What else is it going to be? I mean, and, and we got to point out the one big obvious flaw, right? That you oh, pointed out oh, to me. I'm sorry, but why would you go storm chasing at night? Like, <laughs> I don't understand because storms. Maybe they're like are lightning storm chasers. I don't get it though. I just, but you're, I don't maybe get you're that. thinking about like. Maybe you're thinking like in the sense that it was like a hurricane. No, I wasn't. Any storm, Alex. Yes, thunder and lightning, but that's not always 100% guaranteed. Everything frightening, scary, scary yeah. me. No, it was only at night so they could run into the cult members. And that's fine. It, <laughs> it, you know, it it ended up being a good I'm just being turnout, the devil's advocate but, here. I don't. I, I agree with it, you. It was the first thing I thought of. I'm like, why are they chasing a storm at night? <laughs> that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. But anyway. <laughs> but dude this scene was so cool like this yeah, is my dude, favorite segment i think out of my, all of it this was my favorite segment i would say too. the the second segment and then the first segment and then the third segment were well i like the, the the i the story of the third segment probably the most right but the shock factor and the like vibe oh. was for the first two were awesome yeah like the first i would say the third one's got the best story Right. And then the second one has just this scene, man, where this guy, they roll up. They Did they almost hit something or something? Why did they get out of the car? I don't remember. Yeah, No, they no, they were driving and he, I forget. They hit Whatever a guy and he rolls up yeah. on the hood and he's bleeding out of the face on the ground. Just a random dude. And apparently you find out, like, he's like, while well, one of the guys is on the phone with 911, he's all like, uh, what road are we on? And it's like, bang! <laughs> Where he gets shot in the fucking I was like, head. We were both like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> totally unexpected. It was perfect, man. I fucking loved that. Yeah, it was really good. That was like, that's that's a really good one there. Yeah. Uh, he just slumps down on the ground too quick. Like, he, he did a good job of, I've had to die in a, or fall, get knocked out before. Right. For a movie, like a short film that I uh -huh. did. Uh huh. And I hurt my shoulder, so I feel for the guy if he had to do it more than once. <laughs> Um, but then they drop dead instantly. He's shot in the face. There's a couple of hooded guys that approach the one guy, which the remaining guy, like there's two guys left. One disappears out into the woods or somewhere. And another one runs into an abandoned concrete building where he's chased by like more hooded guys. Mm -hmm. and, he, and he, then he eventually bumps into the other guy and they find like a, a blood and a pen, like not a pentagram, but these sticks on the ground that are in like a circle um, some sort of shape right Satanic which, which shape. They, they bring up in the second one too uh-huh which is cool i like that um it's like part of the lore of the franchise kind of thing mm -hmm. um but the last guy's chased by this <laughs> kind of tall armed silly thing but it's cool nonetheless Yeah, it was a really cool looking creature right like like you could tell that the arms like were a little funky or something but it still worked didn't the creature get run over by the truck um, I don't remember. I don't remember a truck. What the fuck are you talking about? I thought the guy dies and you just see him fall down oh, on the ground. Oh, that's right. He just dies and yeah. I'm like the truck. <laughs> I oh, would I would assume that, the guy no. who got hit by the truck when they stopped was just another. I forgot. I forgot. Guy. And then the. There's a random dude getting the, ready to get killed. The end part. 
the last part where his head was getting chopped off, the creature was chopping off that guy's head and he still had the ear. He still had the camera earpiece on. Was really cool. That was really cool. That was really, that cool. Was really cool. I love that because it's like yeah. most in movies you're like thinking like, oh, well, it's over. He's dead. Right. And then it's like, no, it continues on like because his camera is still on his ear. Right. And I just like that is yeah, really it cool. cool. It was cool. It's a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah, because he gets shot in the head, right? And then the camera's on his ear, and that's when the guy saws on his saws off his head, right? Like one of the the monks or whatever they were. Then they return back to Officer Cole for the the in between, you know, story. And then now he's trying to co- contact dis. He's like dispatch, and yeah. then it's all and nobody can hear him. Yeah, he's oh. like he goes into the basement, and I love that he's just like chilling and watching these videos too, like. Yeah, during oh. all of this crazy shit, right? Can't, like, can't get through to dispatch. Better, better watch another video. Right, like <laughs> it's a, it's a little surprising that he didn't bolt for the door uh, already well, at this point. Oh yeah, he hadn't yet. That's right. But he's like searching around a bit more, and then goes back to not watching another uh, segment, which is the next segment, which is speak no evil. Right, and this is the last segment, other than the story in between with Officer Cole. And this is the one about who I think is Ricky, (laughs) the director, the creator, who hears moans in the woods and he tells his wife about it and she leaves him for a bit because she thinks he's kind of crazy. Well, she thinks he's on drugs again. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Yeah. because he's he's obviously used in the past and it was a problem. Right. Yeah, but he documents this whole thing in the hopes that she'll believe him. That's like the... The reason why he's recording all of this, so she doesn't think he's, yeah, he's on going drugs, crazy. which which is cool. Like it makes sense, right? No, I mean I like the story of this. Right, it's like if somebody hears a ghost, what do they do? They start taking video, and which I'm not saying anybody should do because you shouldn't <laughs> do that, Alex. Do what? You shouldn't take video if you hear shit. But what do you mean? Wait, oh, d- don't take video. What if you hear something? Because it just aggravates it Okay, so like we have weird shit happen in our house, guys, and she doesn't want me to record and document it. And I understand why. Every time you do, it gets worse. (laughs) It's like, no shit, Sherlock. Like You're inviting it. Just leave it alone. It's fine. Okay, all right, all right. That's what I'm saying. This dude should have just left it alone. Just fucking turn on a fan. Just drown out that shit. Burn some sage. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) so he hears... He puts this like feelers out on the internet to see if anybody knows why there's moaning and and sounds coming from the forest where he lives in this apartment complex. And so he's like, he reaches out on the internet and he finds this guy named George who knows about the woods and this old church, this pastor, Simon Marsh, who like killed some kids by removing their eyes and tongues. Like, you know, hear no evil, speak no evil, you know. Something like that. But anyway, so the guy hangs up on him and he's like, what the fuck? Like, I don't understand what's going on. And so that night he has somebody like break into his room or into his apartment. So he like sets this up, this alarm and it goes off. But he hears his daughter Sarah's voice in the woods out the window and he decides to chase after her in the dark, <laughs> which I'm like, smart. that seems smart. <laughs> yeah, dude. Don't you know about demons, Ricky? <laughs> right. They mimic. They mimic, bro. <laughs> no, he knows. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be an interesting plot if he didn't run out in the woods, right? So, um, but anyway, so this guy Daniel, by the way, which I'm, I'll mention that now, his name is Daniel in this in this um, story because uh-huh. it, because it comes up later, and I'll explain when we talk about the next movie. Right. Okay. 
so someone keeps trying to come in his house. He goes stumbling out in the woods and then accidentally stumbles upon this old church that is like supposedly burned down and is no longer there because he had gone out or previously to go look out in the woods and didn't find anything but old wood on the ground. And then you find out like like since he goes out in the middle of the night, that's when it appears. So very similar to the dark bluff house in a way. Right. Then there's like a what a dead pastor or something, the dead priest or whatever well, that like follows him around. Yeah, they well they it was weird because in the story they it said that the pastor was the only one who survives. So technically, I guess he he was alive. No, I think he was like, or he was alive in the. He was house. part of this like hellscape. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? He's just part of the lore. You know what this little thing reminds me of? What? There was something on Newt's, Nuke's top five where those people lived across from a church and they kept seeing a shadow. So her and her husband walked over there. Oh, we just watched heard, that. Yeah, we yeah. just and then they heard something scream she, and then they started bolting back. When she's talking about Nuke, she's talking about Nuke's top five on YouTube, which is like a a channel for ghost um, sightings and like strange things, strange creepy stuff. It's pretty cool. He's probably one of the best ones I like to watch. Yeah, and he, we watch. He's just like once a week, like every Sunday or Monday. Yeah. So it's, anyway, this yeah. story reminded me of it. Kind of does. That little it thing. does. It, it was like, oh, I wonder if it's that pastor. Yeah, right. Who killed all those kids because it was like right next to the church, right? Yeah, it was. But doesn't he like? He just stumbles on that pastor, and the pastor's like, like you're my son. Yeah, you're the one that lived. I've been waiting for you. Yeah, he. That's why there was only one that survived. He was the surviving member. Daniel was the surviving oh, child right. that okay. didn't die, and he was the son of the pastor or one of his flock, I would assume. Uh-huh. But the can he just jumps at the camera, and then that's it. Yeah. Which is cool, but it was it was a little it didn't it didn't grab me as much as the other ones. Right, right. Uh, but still a cooler story, much more complex than the other ones. So right. So then we go back to the cop in the house where he finds a woman in a chair, all fucked up, saying, "You cannot save me. You cannot save me. You cannot oh, save see, me." This is where I thought she said, "We cannot leave." Oh, I thought she said, "Save me." Oh well. But that's where he runs out. Yeah, you cannot leave. You cannot leave. Maybe he did. I don't know. I don't. I that's thought. What, I thought. Save me. Oh, I wrote down. You cannot leave. Maybe. Maybe she did. Oh, whatever. It, it could matter. be easily misinterpreted. So I'm right. You're wrong. That's I it. Yes, no, sure. If, if that's what it takes. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> sure. Take the lead. And then he's this. And this is around where he starts opening. He went to the front door to get out. And when he would go through the front door, and then he would, would end up in the, the bedroom he, or yeah. the bathroom. Really cool transitions here. Like the way that Very. he opens the front door and then pulls the door. Like this is really a masterful editing. It really is. Like the editing here is r- like, like I even had to like, like I, I didn't slow out, slow down the, the movie to see. I'm uh-huh. sure it's just a simple wipe. Right. But how he did it somehow and how it works is just great. Yeah, it was really cool. And like, because he'll open the door and as the door's passing by, of course, that's where the fade, the the wipe to the new, where he goes into the, the, the bedroom. Uh-huh. I'm assuming he's coming out of the master bathroom into the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And then like, that's when you know you're like, oh shit, this is where... He's fucked. He's yeah. in the Blair Witch. He's yeah, stuck. He, he's he's, stuck. he's in the he forest. Yeah. He's not going to be able to use a compass or follow the fucking stream, guys. Let it go. He's let in hell. Go, okay. Alex. He's in let fucking it, hell. Let it go, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So the last, the one time when he opened the front door and he ended up in the bathroom and then 
there was a tub full of blood. Oh, with the, girl, the chick in it. Yeah. yeah the, I'm guessing it was that Megan. I'm thinking it is. Yeah, that's what I kind of assume. Oh, and then he goes into the fucking garage. That's right. right. And then he tries sh- yeah. shooting his gun at the garage <laughs> and like it doesn't even make holes in it. It's like they just disappear. Like, what the? What the? Right. <laughs> Uh, and then he tries to get in the car in the garage, and then those hands come up out of the back seat, which mm-hmm. was like like with, creepy, creepy, yeah, kind of creepy. And then the creepy lady, lady in the mirror, the dead woman with the in the red dress, mm-hmm. she's like chases him, which is really creepy looking. Yeah, but he gets attacked, and you see the dead woman's face around a corner. That's that's what I'm thinking. <gasps> yeah, and then this one is the really where we had to rewind it because I missed. The shot where that face was in the background, you're like, "Did you see it? Yeah, did you see it?" That was, was a like, really no. cool shot. That I like really, that. was a creepy mask. And, it, and then it's and then it's like um, he gets attacked, and then he falls down on the ground on the upstairs because he runs upstairs after seeing that or something, mm-hmm. and he dies in the hallway. Mm-hmm. And that's when it says the, the end of the the body cam footage was not found at the, was found at the spot along with his cruiser, but not him. And to contact the Dark Bluff County Police. Spooky. <laughs> Spoopy. Uh, but yeah, that's a pretty cool little ride there. And I mean, it's it's kind of makes sense why they grab onto this, because I think that's what everybody was really interested in. Right. Is they liked the segments, which were cool and very different from what the other story was. Right. Which I think was important. Um, and that leads us into the fear footage to curse. Of the tape. Of the tape. Oh, Sorry. I'm so sorry. I thought I was saying it. No, I know, but you don't have the ability to, to make it epic. So. Oh, you're right. Yeah, sorry. It. It's not that I don't want you to make it epic. I, I do want you to make it epic. I just need to make another button. It's okay. Maybe you can I'm tap a, me on the no, shoulder. No, no, I'm okay. I'm good. Okay. All right, cool. Good with that. I know you're really into it. <laughs> cool. No. <laughs> anyway, so, Christina, once you drop some knowledge on us. The Fear Footage 2 Curse of the Tape, released 2020. Recently. Well, technically probably made in 2019, right? Didn't come out until 2020, though? Yeah, it says 2020. But anyway, (laughs) so on April 19th, 2019, Deputy Leo Cole's body camera footage from the night he disappeared was leaked. On that footage, he watched a mysterious VHS tape titled The Fear Footage. On September 22nd, 2019... A camera was found in Dark Bluff, Maryland, with footage of two missing men who were searching for the same VHS tape. And this is that footage. Curse of the tape. <laughs> and the tagline and the tagline for this movie is Become Cursed. Yeah. Yeah. Same cost, by the way. Same yeah. cost of the, the, uh, then the for, about a thousand dollars. He said. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Hey, Alex. So this was your first time seeing this one. So what did you think well, of it? And just a reminder: there is no list of people other than Ricky, right? Who made who directed made the movie it, yeah. and wrote the movie, basically. Right. So what do you think of this movie, Alex, since it was your first time seeing this film? Well, I uh, was excited to see this one because I liked the first one so much. You know, I thought it was uh, simple and kind of kind of intricate in some ways. And I thought that we were going to be watching an anthology again because it seemed to make sense because that's the way these things go. But actually, it's not an anthology, which is actually kind of cool. Right. I think that this is a great idea what he did with it. He took the story of Leo Cole 
and then turned it into an entire feature film about these guys who were trying to research this whole situation because no one ever talks about it. No one ever answered these questions. And he finds this a movie that came out called The Fear Footage, and it's kind of like about him. Like, he's in one of the segments. It's the same Daniel guy from the segment of the first movie called Speak No Evil, who hears these voices in the woods, and he's like, well, that's me on the footage, but that's not me. I never did that. Like, that is not me. Like, I don't know who did that. So this guy wants to research what is happening with this and then finds other people who were in the film, supposedly, unbeknownst to them, and then they go on this adventure. And I honestly think that's really cool. Like, I actually really enjoyed the story about this whole thing because it kind of really makes it a real film, uh, which is different. And it kind of, I like that they switched it up a little bit. And I wonder if they were going to do a third film, how they would do it, because I almost feel like they have to kind of change it, spin it a new way and make it a different experience in the third one if they were to do that, because it switched so drastically from anthology to that. What do you think? I don't know how they do a third one. Right. Well, I'm just thinking about it anyway. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, you are. This one has a lot less jump scares, but I think it does add to some of the creep factor. There are some really good scenes in it that really caught me off guard that I thought were genuinely creepy. There's a scene where there's this whispery voice kind of thing going on, and that is very unsettling to me. Um, there's some pretty cool ideas that they use in this um, to transition between some of the segments or not segments, but some of the scenes. And I think they worked really well. Uh, the one with the, the other guy that he's with, he's like yelling in his ear and it's like you hear it before it happens kind of thing. Like, right. There's some really cool stuff that they do in this and this unfolding of it all kind of doing the same kind of logic breaking thing in some cases like there are some things that I'm like why wouldn't you just tell them right like why wouldn't you just tell them that this is happening because that's a brave motherfucker if I was going through that shit by myself I would be losing my mind right <laughs> and he's out there with this other guy you know researching this whole fucking event and everything and it's cool how it unfolds I like it they borrow some lore from the first movie and even uh, return to different parts of it which I thought was really awesome yeah. Very creative idea right there to bring it back to especially the fans of the first film mm -hmm. um, while still doing something completely different in the same regard. So um, if you enjoyed the first film and you like found footage movies, I think you'll like this. Uh, if you are kind of wavering on the first one, I still think you should check it out. If you hated the first one, forget watching the second one. Maybe maybe you'll like the second one more. Because it's actually a story and not an anthology. Who knows? Right. Depends what your reasoning is. But I really enjoyed this one. And I would say this is pretty much on par with the first one. Although I did get scared more from the first one in some regards. But I like how they did things in this one a little bit better story-wise. So it's kind of a weird, you know, it almost feels like it's on an even keel. Uh-huh. Um, I would say the first one probably had more of an impact on me. But as a franchise, I think this is a good addition and it makes me want to see a third one. So I would say probably a seven at mm -hmm. the lowest. I would give it a six point five. You know, it's got bad acting in it and has some moments that are kind of ridiculous. But in the same regard, you can see that there was some effort put into it and the ideas are solid. The story is solid. It's uh, pretty creepy at times. Like the whole pool thing really freaked me out a little bit. Like, yeah, that's like something I'm going to have nightmares about later on. <laughs> Like, it really did. That is, like, the, the voices, man. 
Uh-huh. Just those voices that are like, I don't know, the whispering thing, man. That's a, <laughs> that creeps you out. It really does creep me out. And I like that. I like that they added that in there. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I would say most people would probably lean towards the first one a little bit more just because of its impact. But I think if you are into the lore and stuff, you will appreciate the second one just as much. What about you? See, I thought the second one was better. Oh, okay. Good. I thought it was a cool concept. I mean, of course, you can't watch a second one without watching the first one. But yeah, I was expecting to watch an anthology too, and it totally wasn't. And at first, like the first five minutes, I was kind of like, oh, God, like, what is, what are they doing? I don't, right. but then once they, you know, they started explaining. I think it's just because your, your expectations. Yeah, you're like, oh, it's going to be an anthology, right? Yeah, yeah. But then it was like, why are they bringing him back? Like, why, why are they bringing him back? Right. Like, yeah. I don't understand. But yeah, cool concept. Um, and then I enjoyed how clever, uh, they linked the first movie in. Right. Like, with a lot of different things. But honestly, it did drag a lot. This this movie did drag a lot. There was like a lot of filler stuff in there, which and I don't like slow movies. I mean, I understand they need to build that level, but but yeah, I really liked it, and I gave it a seven out of ten too. Yeah, what did you yeah. think about the acting in this one versus the first one? Like, do you did you appreciate it more, or was it okay, well, or I just on gonna, par? I wasn't gonna bring it up, but I didn't I didn't think it was that great. Acting wise, yeah, acting wise, I like how that when they were interviewing the town people, it sounded like they were re- really interviewing really right. real people. I thought so too. Right, but I, I'm sorry, I don't think the the two. I, I, I thought was, it was okay. It's, it, it, you know, they're right. not, they're not, uh, uh, you know, actors. Right. It's, well, exactly. <laughs> so being able to do what they did, luckily, how they did it, you but know. it, re- the story and everything was really good. Even though I guess I, I wish they would have went to the house a little bit sooner. I thought maybe the the timeline of events was kind of weird for me. I think it was good. But I, he said that he was trying to build it to uh more of a slower burn uh mm-hmm. to build to something more than he did in the first one which is just like blah blah blah. Right. Like he really wanted to try to like pace it and play with pacing oh, and stuff. Oh, well if he said that then he achieved it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was the score you gave? I gave seven. Okay, so we're about the same here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're both, I think they're be- well within their their the franchise. And I, I'm really curious to see what they do with the third one. And so maybe when we get into our spoilers section, we'll talk about how they could spin it and see, like, what would they do with it once we get done? Okay. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. So what do you, so do you suggest people to watch it and give it a chance? Yeah, I do. Especially like you said if you like found footage. And you're this... okay with indie films especially too, like you... Yeah, yeah. But I mean if it's... Like this isn't a mainstream movie, no, guys. No, no, no. I know some people wouldn't be able to handle it, but Right. I think but if you It was interesting. It was it was a journey. Yeah. And we watched them we watched them pretty close together, didn't we? Yeah, I think Did we, we watched, watched them back the to back. Yeah. yeah. I think we had that like an worth... hour break in between just was, to kind of It was worth it. It yeah. was worth it to do it back to back. I'm glad I own them. Right. Like I'm really glad I own them and I'm really curious how the third one would be. That's a lot of it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> so, but uh yeah, guys, so if you enjoyed the movie or did not, let us know in the comment section down below. I'd love to hear from you. Uh if you're interested in seeing these movies, are you open to indie films like that? Some people aren't. I understand it. it's just a matter of opinion, but I really enjoy it. If you're I think you're also an SOV fan, like if you like shot on video films, you can totally get into this. I think it's just really kind of interesting interesting to see what people create 
All right, guys. So we're going to jump into our spoiler section. If you don't want anything ruined, of course, I would highly recommend watching this uh, before you listen to any of these spoilers, especially with this movie, because this one is actually a story story, not just like segments. But if you want, go down below, check out the timestamps. We have some stuff we'll talk about at what we're going to be doing next week at the end of the episode. So just make sure you check the timestamps and check that before you're before you leave. And we won't have any spoilers in that part, too. So you have been warned. We're in our spoilers section. Shame on you. All right. So um, I don't really have any trivia for this one, you know, because I pretty much that was all I got. But I know that he did say that he was down to do a third for a trilogy, but he wants to see how the second one kind of does first. And that was a few months ago. Oh, okay. Quite a few, like a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. So, but we can kind of talk about some of the scenes and stuff. Um, We realized that the guy, Daniel, who heard those noises in the woods is saying that he never acted in the movie. His name is Daniel Blanche. We find out. Um, he searches for the other guys who were in the first film as the storm hunter guys, the storms. What were they called? Storm chase. Storm stalkers. Storm stalkers. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And he finds two of the three guys and they don't know who the, the third, third guy was. is. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably like, you know, that guy couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. So-, <laughs> so he was like, yeah, I can't do it. Sorry, man. And they were like, well, we'll just write him out. <laughs> um, I thought that was cool, though. He did say that um, he this one was had a full script. So they wrote this from start to finish. Right. Um, Whereas the other one, he was just like writing in like pieces. Uh Uh-huh. For like, you know, the bits he wanted. But anyway, so he meets up with them and they get pissed off and leave. The one guy, James, I think he was the guy that got shot in the head, right? I I don't don't remember which who. In the Stormstalkers from the second segment in the first movie of the fear footage, he's the guy that gets shot in the head. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. The blonde guy who's not in this, who they can't meet up with, is the guy wearing the camera who gets his head cut off at the Uh, end. Right. And the guy he meets up with in in the abandoned place is the other guy... Who is not James? I forget what his name is. There's James J. J. That's his name. And okay, James and Alex, but they didn't know J. Sorry. Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. I wrote it down. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. But it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> anyway, because- James and Alex, they get pissed <laughs> off and leave. Yeah. And leave him behind. They think he's there. That he's sk- Daniel's gonna scam him. He's gonna scam. I him. mean, I'd be honest. Which- I would too. Like it is a little weird, and like, but I would probably be so smitten by the fact that they showed me footage of myself. Right. And I didn't act in something. Right. And they didn't ask me for money or anything else. So I would I'd know like, okay. my mannerisms enough to not think that somebody was acting as me. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I would know those little weird nuances that I have, you know, that I do <laughs> and be right. like, oh, yeah, that's me. Right. You know, so. But I thought it was interesting how they did that. And I and I like it because it kind of hooks you in to like, wait, oh, yeah, how there's mm-hmm. people acting for them? Like what? And now I thought of something for the third thing. So let me write it down really quick. Write it down. Anyway, so James and Alex leave him and he, of course, Daniel Blanche, the guy, he's like, well, fuck it. If they're not going to come with me, I'm just going to go to Dark Bluff myself to investigate. And literally the day he's packing, was it the day before? He's like packing to go to Dark Bluff, Maryland, because they're in Pennsylvania in this movie. Uh Uh-huh. Isn't that what it was? I don't remember. I think he said Pennsylvania. Somewhere over there on the east. <laughs> over part. there. Because, you know, once you go past Texas, I don't know where the fuck the things are. 
he gets a call from James, right? Yeah. He's like, James, what's what's up, man? He's like, yeah, I'm actually going to be going to Dark Bluff tomorrow. Would you be interested in going with me? He's like, great, great. He's like, no, I'm going to call and get a hotel tonight, you know, and try to set it up for tomorrow. And then they meet up. And you can tell that they're kind of friends because like, or family or something, because they get along too quick. Oh, yeah. In a way, like in reality, if you think yeah. about it, but. Well, obviously. But then they, they drove down there and then they went to this cabin. Because that was the only place that he could find to rent. But it just so happens to be... A similar situation happened in that cabin where a lady killed like all these kids in this cabin. Right. She was a piano teacher and she was a babysitter, watcher, whatever. And she ended up like gassing these children. What a coincidence! Yeah. And there she had just watched the tape. Yeah, know? but we didn't find that... Oh wait, yeah, they did say that. Yeah, so yeah. They, 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 she had watched the tape, and they were kind of. He was like, "Well, maybe we can find the tape here or something," you know. Like mm-hmm. they were kind of uh, the gist of it was that, right? But he didn't tell James what had happened until they were already situated in the house and like right unpacked and everything like that. Right. And he was like, "You, you wanted to wait <laughs> to tell me that now, <laughs> right?" So then they went into the town and they were doing interviews of the town folk and this lady was talking about the strange fog and there was like the footage of the fog they showed and it was pretty cool. That was cool. I'm pretty sure that was just written in so that they because they got this awesome footage and I was like, like, they were like, we can't pass this up. You know what I mean? Uh Like this fog is too cool looking, man. We got to get this in here some way. (laughs) But they use it as a catalyst to say that that fog rolls in and out of town. There's thunderstorms that happen all over the place randomly and Dark Bluff. It's just a mysterious town. They even find Leo Cole's wife who they call right. on the phone and somehow finagle to meet up with her and she doesn't want anything to do with it. Yeah, see this part I didn't get. So she wants nothing to do with it so she calls to meet him in person so they go and meet, right? And then she's like, don't ever talk to me again. I don't want to talk about it. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> See, this I think is that filler thing. No, I, I don't think it's filler. Thinking. I think I think the reason that they did it was to say that there is this mystery that no one wants to talk about, and it, these are just the little little bits that you put in there to allude. Right. To that. No, I understand that, but why would you talk to her on the phone and then meet with her? Like, why would she do that? Well, they didn't really even explain that she would meet up because, like, when she was on the phone, yeah. she hung up on him. Didn't she? Yes, but then she texted him and was like, oh, I can't was. talk over the phone. Meet me at this place at 11 o'clock. Right. Again, it was just to show more mystery. Like, yeah. that there's something going on in Dark Bluff <laughs> that just, nobody wants to talk about. And I'm just saying in my, my, my it's head. It's a fucking movie! <laughs> I know, but okay. in my head, I'm like, but well, why are you meeting? Why are you meeting? <laughs> <laughs> you already said what you had. Anyway, okay, okay, anyway. So James, um, there's it was like later that night. They go back. They have a campfire, and uh, that's when they start making out. And then I'm kidding. <laughs> they heard, but they make a, uh, But later that night, they go back to their house. They fall asleep at the campfire, and they make. Um, James stays. He's like, I'm going to stay here. Uh, Daniel goes to bed early, and James falls asleep out there. He wakes up. And the fire's still roaring, by the way, like it's like it's been five minutes. <laughs> like if it was hours, he would have been the fire would have been out or something. <laughs> anyway, just a stupid thing. But he picks up the camera. He realizes that he left his camera out there and Daniel's camera and he takes it and he hears what he thinks is Daniel calling his name. Right. 
I don't know what he says exactly, but he says his saying is he's like saying James, like all weird or something like in the background. Did you notice that? I wrote down there was children screaming in the woods after he heard a crackling in the woods. Then the he branches. Heard, he heard children screaming and then Daniel called his name and then boom, he disappeared. Right. Because like he hears he's like, James, I didn't hear or something like that. You can barely hear it. And then all of a sudden it's like, James. And, and like in, in your right ear, like it's like really loud. And then he drops the camera. Right. And then the next scene is Daniel waking up. He picked up the camera. Yeah. It, it's like at night still. And he picks up, he, he, he goes to find him or something like that. And he picks up the camera and James is like either banging his head on the wall on a door or knocking mm-hmm. saying we can't leave. We can't leave repeatedly against the wall. And of course, Daniel's like, James, James, the same way that you heard it in his ear before. And that was the scene I was talking about. Oh, okay. so when he hears James yelling in his ear, he was like in this distant world. Right. So it's kind of cool. Like it was almost like he was in this dream and like he it brings him back out of it, snaps out of this weird comatose sort of sleepwalking thing that he does. Right. Right. So I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. And then a bird crashed through the window. Oh yeah, the fake bird. The get- <laughs> Dude, that thing looks like ghetto, you- ghetto bird. It looks like, and I'm sorry to say, and I'm sure they just had to make do with what they had. <laughs> that but it totally looks like one of those like fucking shitty birds you get at fucking uh, Halloween, like during Michaels Halloween. or something yeah. like that. <laughs> it does not look like a real crow, but and it keeps making an appearance too. Uh, it's like a like a it looks like the blood is on the side or something, right? Right. But um, then they end up deciding to what? Call the mayor of Dark Bluff, right? They were asleep and a helicopter woke them up and then a piano was playing. That's where that's later. Oh, okay. They give him a call and he's like, don't call back here. And that's when they wake up to there's a helicopter and they woke up and then uh, Daniel heard a piano playing. It's like a searchlight is being shown around. Yeah, which is weird. So Daniel woke up. Because he heard the piano playing and he went down the hall. He saw James was playing the piano. Playing three notes. Yeah, he was sitting down playing the piano. And then James said his name. So he turned and James was right there. And then he... Like tired James. Like he had just been woken up. It was behind him. Yeah, in like the kitchen or the hallway or something. And then... And then Daniel turned back to the piano and there was nobody there. Yeah. So like James is like leaning over the piano, playing these three notes, all creepy. He thinks he's having this um, night terror moment or whatever, because they have this discussion about how James sleepwalks and shit like that. So he's like um, thinking it's just that. But then when he hears him behind him, it's just a cool little trick there that they did. There. Yeah, it was really cool. Movie magic, as yeah. they say. Yeah. And then there was a rocking horse and a toy moving and then a shadow person. Remember that? Like right after? Right. Because like he sees like the rocking horse kind of like appear in the corner of this room in the cabin, mm-hmm. like out in the living room across from the piano or whatever it is. And then the pla- p- piano starts playing again by itself. And then this toy is being pulled around the corner. It's it's it's, it's not like they were trying to hide the, the string, I don't think. No. They were just trying to make you wonder who was somebody around was the corner. Somebody was pulling it. Yeah, somebody right. was pulling it. Like, at first I was like, well, I can see this string. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, bro? <laughs> like, no, you, you didn't the, do any CGI for this? Like, what the hell? One of the ghost kids was pulling it. <laughs> well, it is creepy. Um, and then he goes around the corner and he sees someone standing in the corner 
in front of the rocking horse. And it was a shadow person. Yeah, it was like a shadow person. And and then the way they lit it was pretty cool. It yeah, looked it really good. It looked good. And that's when James is like, dude, can you stop being so loud? <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm like, what the fuck? But th- I thought it was cool because like the three notes that he plays. And this is like Daniel is seeing shit and not telling James now at this point. Right. Because he thinks he he's recognizing things from the movie that he saw and he's connecting it. Right. In the movie, the officer, Leo Cole, plays three notes on the piano. And he was like, I thought I remembered it from somewhere. Mm -hmm. Because he's talking to the camera himself now, not James. And he's reminded that Leo Cole played those three notes on the first film, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, I thought it was cool, too. But anyway, they decide, okay, well, hey, let's just go find 11628 Dark Bluff Drive or whatever it is and just see what's out there. So they drive out there and it's just grass. Nothing, nothing out there. Like an empty lot. And James is like all of a sudden in the corner again doing his weird sleeping thing. Only it's daytime this time. And he's saying, we can't leave. We can't leave. And he's like, James. And he turns around. He's like, we can't leave, man. Like, you know, like, like he's actually there. (laughs) And I'm like, this sucks. They kind of even make a nod to the fact that maybe once that because like, remember, they interviewed that one guy. Who was like, yeah, I've heard that if you watch the tape, that means if you're he's like, if you watch the tape, then you'll get affected. But if you're on the tape, then you're already Already dead. dead. Yeah. So they kind of play with that throughout this whole fucking thing, which I thought was pretty cool. Right. Then they try. Then they decided to go to the cemetery. Right. Before they go to the cemetery, they go back to the cabin and look at a map. And talk about all the instances in the in the in the na- in Dark Bluff, mm-hmm. and they mark each little piece on the map. Which is, was- this is important stuff. <laughs> I mean, honestly, but he marks each little thing, and then when he draws a line from each instance and in occurrence, it does the same symbol of the fucking pentagram thing. In Not the- a pentagram, but just the sticks. The- yeah, the symbol in the first movie. In the first movie where they go to the, the abandoned, storm. the second segment, the storm guys. Yeah. And they find the fire, like, and this, like, symbol on the ground with blood all around so it. So you know this has some cult shit going on in, up in here, <laughs> up in this bitch. Right. And where all the lines intersect is where they go, and that's the cemetery. Right. So that's... That's how they get to the cemetery. Right. Very thorough. <laughs> I mean, that's a big thing. That's a big right. point. Right. But they go to the cemetery and... They get separated in the cemetery, James. Because... Oh, James doesn't want to go out. Right, go, yeah. Like, go into the cemetery. He's like, fuck this. I don't want to... <laughs> which I'm know. not... I'm totally oh, in agreement yeah, totally. with him. So, da- and which is a good thing, because then Daniel's out there walking around. He finds a fucking house. And then um, he goes into the house. Of course, why would you not go into a mysterious house in the middle of a cemetery? Wait, is it a house? Is it, isn't it? it a church? Is it the church? I thought it was a house. Maybe. Is it the church that he went to, though? Is what I'm oh, wondering the ch- in, in the third segment. I have no idea. I didn't recognize, I okay. didn't recognize it. It might have been. I don't know. But uh, he gets a call from James inside this place. Well, before he gets the call, he goes down to the basement, too, in the dark. And I'm thinking to myself at this time, that's a brave motherfucker. Like, even making this film in the middle of the dark, going down <laughs> into that basement in particular, would have fucking freaked me out right like i would not done that right so but that's when 
you get some jump scare of his phone, which he has a specific ringtone and it's James calling him acting all weird. And then he finds like the missing posters on the wall for both of them. And like a hooded dude just appears out of nowhere. Like what the fuck? Yeah. One of those cult dudes. Right. So Daniel, of course, runs back to the car out of the house and he doesn't even tell him what happened. Like what? I'd be panicking, wanting to tell somebody right. what the fuck just happened. That's what I don't get. Because he didn't want James to freak out and leave. He didn't want. He didn't to leave. want to be doing he didn't it alone. Want to leave, yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense, but that's what I got. I wouldn't be able to hold back from telling him everything that happened because I'd feel like we're in danger, mm -hmm. you know, but then maybe that's also why is he's like so obsessed with it because he does mention I've become obsessed with this. Mm -hmm. So maybe. Right. He, he he really wants to solve what it is, but he's a brave motherfucker. Let me tell you that. <laughs> I, off film and on film. Like, I don't give a shit. I wouldn't do any of that shit. There'd be a, there, that would be the, the tipping point, like the most I would ever get into. If I survived getting out of that house with a fucking missing posters of me and that fucking hooded dude, I would be done. Right. I would be trying to escape. Hell. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. And then that would reach the fringes and end up back in the in Dark Bluff or whatever the fuck it is, like some fucking in the mouth of madness shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't leave. Um. So good. So then, don't they go back to the cabin? Right, they and keep that's going back to the fucking cabin. What the fuck? <laughs> Which isn't even there, by the way. We find out it doesn't even exist anymore. Well, it got burned end. down. Not yeah. yet. Not yet, Alex. I'm just Too saying. Much spoil. But if you think about it, like how many times they go to the cabin? Well, you already knew because yeah, you know when he was like, "This was the only thing available." Oh, and he and he and he, he kind of set everything up with an email. Remember, like right. with somebody. So it's just the it's like, evil, oh, no, it's I guess. Just open. Um. So Daniel, I forget if he was outside. I think no, was, he hears he the pool asleep. cover. Yeah, I know he hears the pool cover uh, being opened, and there was a lot of noises outside. And then there was a cool shot. Uh, this guy like shows up behind him. Right, they didn't even address it. Yeah, but it was totally Slipknot. It was like that guy from Slipknot. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh damn, Slipknot's in this movie. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. It did look like it because he had like the little like yarn yeah, the, things. Yeah, or... the little one of them. Things. Is it the lead singer's head? I don't remember. It's been or maybe so it's long. like mushroom head or some shit. <laughs> 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 maybe you're wrong altogether. But anyway, this was my favorite part, by the way, because he goes outside and he he well he sees water on the ground inside the house and he follows the water all the way out to the pool and gets pushed in. And then he sees a, a like a dead woman in the pool, which is a technically the fucking piano instructor teacher lady who killed all the kids and drowned herself uh -huh. afterwards. And he sees her in the pool and her face is all fucked up and he gets out quickly and she's like, you won the tape. But it's like as she's like coming out of the pool, it's all slow and really creepy, dude. That was like the creepiest thing in this movie for me. Yeah. That that was like, uh. <laughs> then that, that that's when Daniel's like, all right, I've had enough. I need to protect myself a little I'm bit. Out. So I'm he, out. he rigs this rope and bell system to alert them if anybody comes near the porch or anything like that. So mm -hmm. and James is like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? <laughs> like he still hasn't told James what the fuck is going on at this point. <laughs> Like, I'd be pissed as James. Like, I'd be mad. I'd be like, yo, dude, what the fuck? You can't lie to me about this shit anymore. It's, be <laughs> it's become very clear that something is happening that you're not telling me.
me. (laughs) (laughs) But they wake up to that alarm bell, the little bells like ringing. Yeah. And the lights are completely off, like the power is dead. And you hear a guy say, dark buff, dark bluff police. Like you can't. He says some full sentence. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what he said? Or? No, I just remember. I just wrote down "dark bluff police department." Yeah, like I think how he says it in the first movie. Exactly. That's right. what I was gonna say. That's it's Leo Cole when he first enters the house, right? And what he said over and over and over again, right? And then you see a dude standing outside. Him and James both this time. So now Daniel can't hide anything. Right. It's like happening, and it's obviously Leo Cole with a fucked up head. <laughs> And he leaps at Daniel and looks all fucked up with this, like, weird, crazy, like, creature mouth. Like, uh-huh. it looks like a mad ball or something. It, did, it totally did look like a mad ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just disappears, like, after he jumps at him. And J- or Daniel falls back, and James is like, what the fuck? This shit, we got to get out of here. And he's <laughs> and, and Daniel's still trying to plead with him. He's like, great, well, now we're never going to know what happened. And I'm like, fuck, fuck you. you. Like, fuck you, Daniel. Like, did you just not see what I saw? What yeah. The fuck? This is clearly not normal. <laughs> Your lack of fucking scared is very scary. <laughs> but anyway, James pretty much like forces him to leave. And then like, I guess they, they, uh, he had lost his glasses too. Earlier yeah, on. Yeah, James did, yeah. Oh, it was the night that he was out by the fire by himself. Oh, right. And he ended up in I forgot that... to mention that, yeah. Right. So the Daniel's, he's like, Daniel, you're going to have to drive. And so while James is sleeping in the car, Daniel drives to, you guessed it. The murder house. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. 11628. <laughs> uh, but nothing is there. And James wakes up and he's like, what the fuck, Daniel? You brought me here? What the fuck? There wasn't anything there, but it wasn't 3 a.m. yet. Yeah. And they have a scuffle where they're wrestling with the camera and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it drops on the ground at three. Mm-hmm. And you see and the house. It's there. <laughs> You're hurting my ears over here. Well, with deal with it. Ooing and wawing. <laughs> but I thought it was cool. Like, it's nice camera work that way, you know, kind of like works. Um, it's not like amazing or anything, but it, it's, it's, it works. Yeah, it know? was good. It was good. It, it, it gave you the feeling. And we already know Daniel's so fucking obsessed with this goddamn tape that he'll just walk on in. Yep. No per. No thought process that anything could happen. But it's cool. Like, I'm glad that they opted to go around the back this time instead of through the front. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like that was important. Grandma was probably like, no, you guys can't use the front door. You fucked up my house <laughs> last time and you got to use the back door now. Well, maybe they stayed somewhere, you know, <laughs> like maybe put her put her up at the Red Lobster for the night. <laughs> the red- <laughs> <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. But he goes through the basement and the door slams behind him, cementing his fate of the 11628. You already knew when that door slammed. Oh, yeah. You knew. You know, he, shit was done. He can't leave. You'll never leave now. <laughs> but he gets chased around the house. This is I really like this part. I did, too. This is my favorite part of the whole movie. It's from here on. Yeah. Like everything here was really well done. Like, uh, like and freaky, like a rush. 
Yeah. Like I could watch 45 minutes straight of like this rush. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was just so awesome. Uh, he's like chased around the house by whispers and creepy shit. He's like opening the doors just like Leo Cole did and then appearing in the same spots in the same order that mm-hmm. fucking Leo Cole does and even does some new ones. And and some of them, they were places that were in the first movie that wasn't the Yes, house. they were part of the, the segments. Clown, yeah, the, cl- the the balloons then kept showing up, and then he was in the the little kid's house. Yeah, he was in the first segment, Yeah, and that was cool, because yeah. you were expecting him to show back up in the house, mm-hmm. and it, it's showing you how big this like fear footage really goes, uh-huh. which I thought was really cool. It was cool. That's a really nice touch. I thought that was really cool. Those doors, those those transitions are great, too. Mm-hmm. So he even hears Leo Cole yelling from outside from the first film, too, mm-hmm. which was cool. Yeah. Um, And he even sees Cole laying on the ground at the end of the movie. Because he right. goes in the yeah. he goes in the bedroom and he, see, he sees he's like stepping over him and shit. Mm hmm. But there's this part where he shuts the door and you see more Leo Cole posters missing like on the wall of the bedroom because he's like tried to go out the front a couple of times and ended up in the, in the master bathroom coming out into the, the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And he and he he gets so panicked after he sees these posters of Leo Cole missing. It's almost like he's going through different hells, like almost like waxwork. Mm-hmm. You ever seen waxwork? No. He goes into the different displays and it's like different worlds in each of them. So it's almost like different nightmares in this one. So it's kind of interesting. But he hides under the bed and then you hear footsteps walk across the floor. And then you even see the bed like come down a little bit as if someone's laying on it. Mm -hmm. And you don't see any feet. I didn't see any feet. Did you? No. And it lays on the bed and it does that voice like. I can still hear you. <laughs> and he's like, all right, fuck this shit. <laughs> you fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> and he runs down the hallway over. I think he even jumps over Cole's body, right? Or something. Something. And then he grabs the tape from the VCR machine and then jumps out the window of the main. The second story. Second story. And I wonder how they did that. I don't know because did he really break the window? It didn't look like it didn't look because remember I asked you if it was the second story, so I don't think they like showed it. It's 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 one of those half houses where they like have the split Split level, level. so it's like half of a story up. Uh huh. Like because you have to go up the stairs into the right. That's a very popular thing on the East Coast, right? Like they have that all over the place. Um, but yeah, he jumped out that the living room window. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying from a perspective of his grandmother's fucking house, like <laughs> did he really jump out that window <laughs> or did they just do a good transition? Like I'd have to mm-hmm. rewatch that to really know, mm-hmm. but it was cool. Like he jumps out and you're like, Oh my God, he got the fuck out of this place. Right. He's got the tape. Yeah. He's out of this fucking place. Mm-hmm. He beat the fear footage. Right. He beat the evil. Or so you think. Or so you think. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, he hears his daughter's name. That's where he hears Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. And she's, I forget what she was saying. She was like. I I forget, too. She was saying something like, you know, something creepy. Like, Mm -hmm. something creepy as a kid. Some creepy kid shit. Yeah, I don't, I can't remember. I I just stopped writing there because I was so into it. Like, Mm -hmm. I was like, it just says, and she's like. (laughs) (laughs) 
And she's like, blank. Maybe the fear footage caused me to stop writing and I'm in hell now. <laughs> anyway, she he, he talks to his daughter. He finds out it's obviously not her. And then he turns and the long haired red dress lady from the first movie turns around and jumps at the camera. Mm hmm. And that's the end. And and then it said they were missing and da, 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 right. So so what did you think of the ending and everything? Like did you did you like how it ended or was it not good? I mean like which which ending of which movie do you like more? Uh, or oh, la- I, uh last ten minutes of both movies. Which one did you like more? I like the first the first the ending of the first one more more okay. But I did like this one and how you they made you think he was gonna escape but he didn't. Right. Right. Why would you like better? I kind of liked the second one a little bit more just because of this, because it was like, I got excited that he got out, you know, mm-hmm. and then it was like, nope. Right. He was always in hell ever since he found the tape or was yep. on the trail of the tape or whatever. Yeah. Like ever I kinda, since they entered the cabin. Right. And then they, oh, that's right. We forgot to mention, they also have the shot of the tape on the ground. Mm-hmm. So like his camera drops and you see the tape on the ground mm-hmm. and that's when it cuts. And you think I'm thinking to myself, like, where do they go from here? Because like the jump from the first one was all about the tape. You're watching the tape and then the story of Leo Cole in between. And then this one is about these guys that were in the movie, which is really creative and unique, searching for themselves or what what happened was. And then the tape is left. Where would they go now? Like, what mm-hmm. what would be the next jump? Because it's got to be it feels like it needs some progressive jump, like really big, like mm-hmm. leap. Like where would you, what would you do? Well, I was thinking, well, it's probably not that great of an idea, but the friend who didn't go with Alex, Alex goes looking for them. Oh, looking for James or his buddy. Ja- that, that, yeah. Yeah. James and Daniel, because I mean, he did meet Daniel and Daniel lured James into going and finding the tape. And now all of a sudden they're missing. And Alex is like, what the fuck? is going on and maybe he's thinking Daniel murdered James so then he goes looking because you know cops suck mm-hmm. you know so he starts investigating and then finds out oh shit J- or Daniel was right and I think it would be but like, it's not I really like original. that but but I think that it needs more of an evolutionary yeah, meta like yeah. a meta jump yeah it does so like maybe they were like those people never existed Daniel and James never actually ever existed okay right like do, you, do you, like they were characters in this story or something or something and it's okay. got to be like this meta thing where like like they never really were people they were just this part of this thing i don't know how to explain it like, i know because but the like another you... dimension of something like it almost feels like do you know what i mean like like it has to be something kind of like that's a little because too... it's such a creative idea to think oh i was in this movie that i was never in Right. But how do you make an evolutionary jump from that to a third movie? Right. Like, do you have another person who was in the or maybe maybe one of the interviewers, maybe one of the people who was interviewed is in the Uh is in the new movie. He was like, I never did an interview. So would you do another anthology? I don't think so. I think I think you need to. I think the, the movies evolved. Or the franchise evolved now, and and that's why I'm saying it needs to be something big. Uh-huh. Like it ne- I feel like it needs to to jump something a little bit more. Maybe it jumps to online or something, mm-hmm. or I don't know. Like how? I don't know. 
you know, maybe, maybe, maybe this viral video gets gets seen, and then people are like, like somehow connected to it. It's mm-hmm. a viral thing, and it's you know. But technically, that's what happened in this movie, right? Because that's where they found they found the movie online. Because mm. one of his friends told him he was in this, well, this movie. And it existed as a that... physical format and movie. Yeah, the fear footage. Yeah, but I thought it was it was online now. No, it was very much playing within the world that we actually live in. Oh, okay. So you could buy a Blu-ray copy of the fear footage. Oh, okay. You don't remember that? No. Yeah, he talked about that in the very beginning. Oh, okay, I missed it. He was like, "Yeah, there's this website with the fear footage." He even scrolled down through the like, <laughs> like oh, the, their website, the, website. the actual yeah. website, yeah, <laughs> like everything. Oh, so. that's right, that's right. Yeah, but I don't know. I just feel like it needs like another evolutionary jump, something that would you know, maybe you could do something with the pastor or since the kid's he... grown up now and he's having these visions and then he sees this movie and he's like, "Oh shit." And then he finds out those other people are missing. Or maybe they go back in time. I think it would be really cool, though, if like whatever they do with it, whatever he uh, hopefully does, because I would love to see a, a, another one of these. I think it would be cool to revisit some of the moments in the film, both of these films that happen simultaneously. So it's like. Here's an example. So, like, um, in the second movie, they're sitting down at the fire having a talk about stuff. And this is a shot from somebody following, going to the house and videotaping them while they were sitting there talking to themselves at the cabin at the porch. And it was some guy saying, James, maybe it's your fr- his friend, Alex, looking for him. But he, there's like a bubble where they can't see he exists or something like that. Oh. And maybe to them, they see hell. And to him, he's like seeing a vision. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. but it, I think it would be cool to like revisit those moments. Right. In different parts of the movie to really create this kind of You're world. Getting a lot of interception shit going on here. That's not the movie. Maybe like Alex followed but- him. And then was videotaping them while it happened. And there's this separate story that happens. Mm-hmm. And maybe he's in on it or something. And who knows? You know, I could do some crazy shit. Right. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. I think you guys will enjoy it. If you listen this far, you ruined it, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it, though. I'm, I'm glad we got these. So, Ricky, I uh, hope you get to make another one, man. Uh, yeah. Like, you can't leave us hanging now. Like <laughs> You want more now? You owe us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I bought the ticket. Now provide the ride. <laughs> well, actually, I didn't pay for the ticket for the new movie. So technically. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I would like to see another one. And I really enjoy these. So, But yeah, guys, that's it pretty much for this week. We got uh, some new movies we're going to be talking about next week. And uh, Christine had picked this one out, actually. Killer crocodile one and two yeah so we're gonna watch killer crocodile one and two i believe there's from severin uh-huh. uh pretty sure and it's good for summer yeah it's because it's in the water swimming in the water <laughs> plus we just got to watch crawl um you know this last year and it's kind of that like was a great movie great creature feature flick you know a little oh, bit more really? on the nose as far as like realistic this one is like over the top fucking 80s gore. Let's do it. Like it's going to be like ridiculous people's arms coming off and stupid fake alligators in the water <laughs> and shit. But we got to watch it. So it'll be a nice summer treat, like you said, to watch. Yeah. yeah. 
Ooh, we're going to have to come up with a good horror shot. Yes, definitely. I don't know what we're going to do. Floaty? <laughs> Are you talking about poop? Sounds No, but I mean, that's what it does sound like. <laughs> well, they float on the top of the water, Christina. Floaty. They're little eyes. Okay, I just automatically went to poop. Yeah, well, that's that was the joke. Welcome to the joke club. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you so much for coming by this week. I hope you enjoyed that episode. All the links to everything we talked about today, including the movies, are down below, so you can always find that. So, um, But uh, we'll see you guys next week. And as always, long live the boys. to be